As you heard from Nora, the search for survivors continues in Turkey and Syria, where the death toll continues to climb after Monday's devastating earthquake. And here in the Bay Area, a woman is on a mission to help those quake victims who lost everything. How she's trying to make sure critical supplies get where they're needed most, and nothing is slowing her down. I was one to call and ask if this would be an option, and they said that they would make it happen. So. There, you actually talked them into I did, yeah, making I did. a flight? I, I did, yeah. <laughs> My one-on-one -on -one interview today with Oakland Police Chief Leron Armstrong. As he continues to fight for his job, how he's defending himself as we learn more about the report that sidelined him. It was shocking to me, to be quite honest. Shocking that someone would do an investigation like this that, in my opinion, was so biased. And a popular massage chain facing a lawsuit after allegations that more than 20 women were assaulted by a former employee. This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. We are learning new details about why Oakland Police Chief Leron Armstrong was placed on leave as we're getting a first look at the independent report that was critical of the chief. Now, Oakland's newly elected mayor placed Armstrong on paid administrative leave nearly three weeks ago after an outside law firm found the department mishandled a pair of misconduct cases. One case dealt with a hit and run. The other involved the same officer who fired his gun in an elevator at Oakland Police Headquarters. Now, in one report that I saw, the key parts dealing with the chief say that allegations against him were either unfounded or not sustained. But a footnote to a question on the chief's performance of duty did say that investigators, quote, concluded that he was not credible during his interview and appeared to downplay his involvement in tracking the investigation, end quote. Well, today, I asked the chief directly about that independent report that was so critical of him. Get your workout in, huh? Good to see you, brother. What does it feel like to be on the sidelines outside right now? What does that feel like? It's tough. It is a it is it, it is a very tough feeling uh, to not be able to lead the Oakland Police Department. When you heard about this report and the fact that the mayor made this decision, what was that like for you and what are you feeling right now? It was shocking to me, to be quite honest, shocking that someone would do an investigation like this that, in my opinion, was so biased uh, and so focused on trying uh, to create a crisis. Uh, it really was surprising. Certain things I'm curious about. You admitted to not reading the ROIs before signing them. Explain that, and is that common practice? That is common practice amongst major chiefs in America. There is not one chief of a major police department in America that actually reads every report. We're talking over 200 reports a year. But it's important that you read the really important reports, and I do. When we're talking about officer-involved shootings, when we're talking about excessive force cases, when we're talking about cases where officers will be terminated, those are cases for sure that I would read. But in this case, the evidence that was brought to me was about a vehicle collision that was not reported. I mean, is there anything in there that would be shocking or new or, or not? I don't think it is, but I think things require explanation because of the way it was written. If you do get your job back, yeah. Would you do anything differently after seeing the report, after knowing the, the scrutiny that yeah. you were under? Yeah, 
I think there are recommendations that came out of the report that I think are important to improve our investigations process. And so I do think that they're good recommendations that could be implemented and could make us better. So what keeps you so passionate about keeping this job, maintaining it, getting it back, and being in the city that you grew up in? Well, Julia, look where I'm from. This, is, this wasn't easy to get to the top of this police department. This was a kid that came from poverty. This was a kid that had to fight on the streets in order to make it. And so to make it to this point, starting from here, and then have someone take it away from me, it's just not the way in which I want my career to end or my reputation to be. There are people in this community that look up to me. You could retire. I could retire today. I'm here because I really am committed to making Oakland safer. I'm committed to improving this police department. Chief Armstrong, no doubt, has had a lot of community support. The NAACP, along with others, have called for his reinstatement. The one person who has remained tight-lipped about the investigation is Oakland Mayor Shang Tao. Well, for right now, I just, you know, we can't say much because it is a personnel issue. Can you just say when he might be back? It's a personnel issue. I cannot say Months, that. Months, weeks, days? It's a personnel issue. Now, we repeatedly requested interviews with Mayor Tao, but she has declined. She's previously said her decision was not meant to be punitive. All right, now to the latest on the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Des desperate search and rescue efforts continue in the wake of Monday's quake. We're seeing such stunning images and video of people being pulled from under rubble of fallen buildings. This woman and her sister were rescued after spending 62 hours trapped under concrete slabs in Turkey. Other families weren't so lucky. More than 12,000 people are now feared dead, and the death toll is expected to rise. And the Bay Area's Turkish community is doing whatever it can to help from afar. John Ramos spoke with one woman who single-handedly launched an international relief flight. We're only now beginning to understand the magnitude of the disaster in Turkey and Syria. And even though it's happening halfway around the world, for some people, it's as close as their own front door. Most of Elif Sensoruku's family live in Adana City in Turkey, and her thoughts of them are plainly written on the front door of her San Francisco apartment. I mean, this all happened like Monday, like a Sunday evening for us. So it was like, in this short notice, like the only thing I could think of was to let people come and drop it off here. She's been collecting warm clothing and personal products to send back to her home country. The live video feeds coming from Adana show people milling in the streets or huddled around fires in the freezing cold. Most escaped with only the clothes on their backs. It's hard. It's all my family is in Turkey still, so it's very hard to see this from afar. Which is why, like, I started little things where I could. I've been trying to like fundraise through friends, and then like the donations I've been collecting. Um, I wanted to just have an impact. So all of this, even a pair of socks. This is a lifesaver, like anything in freezing conditions. Anything you can use to keep yourself warm is, yeah, enough. The only reason any of this will end up in the country is because Turkish Airlines agreed to send a flight from SFO Thursday carrying the relief supplies. But that was also Elif's doing. I was one to call and ask if this would be an option, and they said that they would make it happen. So. There, you actually talked them into I did, yeah, making I did. a flight? Uh, I, I did, yeah. <laughs> but she is not alone. At UC Berkeley, some of Elif's Turkish friends are also collecting material for the flight. Jean-Joseph Saul says while it's comforting to see so many willing to donate, there's still a crushing feeling of helplessness. Honestly, I feel happy seeing people stepping as much as I can, but whatever this is, it's very 
minimal at the end of the day. The actual cause is making us sad every single second. Seeing the photos and the videos that have come out of it makes my life, like some of the things I'm dealing with, so unimportant. You know, like it's just, like if it's not that, then at least like I can do what I can to help. Individual efforts like these may seem small in the face of such a massive catastrophe. But if the question is, how much can one person do to really make a difference? The answer is, whatever they can. The first Turkish Airlines relief flight will leave tomorrow morning, but there will be others. Volunteers will still be taking donations through Friday, and we have certainly posted information on what they need, where to drop it off, or other ways to help on KPIX.com. The Walt Disney Company is cutting 7,000 jobs, about 3% of its global workforce. The CEO says it's part of a multi-billion dollar cost-cutting effort. Meanwhile, shareholders are getting a reward. Dividends are back after a pandemic pause. And Twitter is back up and running as normal after an outage today made it so users couldn't tweet, send direct messages, or even follow new accounts. Some people were greeted with an alert telling them they'd reached their, quote, daily limit for sending tweets. Others simply got a message telling them their tweet couldn't be sent at this time. No word from Twitter about the cause of the outage. New sexual assault allegations against an employee at the Burlingame Massage Envy. Now, attorneys say since 2013, 25 women have actually come forward claiming they were assaulted at that location. I thought I was alone, but I am not alone, and my sexual assault did not have to happen. That man who worked at the Burlingame Massage Envy worked there for many, many, many years. The owners of the Burlingame Massage Envy knew that he had sexually assaulted another woman as far back as 2013. Court documents say she reported the alleged assault to the receptionist immediately after leaving the massage room. Her attorneys say the accused employee was working at the Burlingame Massage Envy until he was let go at the start of the pandemic. And the Massage Envy corporate office said they couldn't comment on the lawsuit, but they did give us this statement saying the company, quote, is committed to promoting a safe environment for members, guests and service providers. We urge anyone who experiences anything other than a safe, quality massage to report it immediately to the franchise location so that it can be investigated.